Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another episode of Explode Your Expert Business Show. And my name is Simone Vincenzi. I'm your host, and this is the show for coaches, speakers, and trainers who want to grow their businesses by making an impact in the world. Uh, we're live a few times a week, and we release different episodes, uh, sometimes a, a solo episode when I share some behind the scene of the things that we do here at GTEx. Sometimes we have a client stories, so you can see how our clients are doing and how they're getting their success, as well as uh, incredible guests like uh, we have today, a bit pulling, uh, pulling the curtain on what they do behind the scene, so then you can learn from uh, the masters. And that's uh, why we are here today. So stay tuned because the episode today is going to be incredible. And now before we get started, a few things. One, if you haven't joined our Facebook group and uh, you want a community around you, then uh, make sure you scroll down in the show notes, uh, check out our Facebook group, Explode Your Expert Business Community, where you can uh, interact with all the other members, you can create partnerships, you can also learn valuable content to help you grow your coaching and speaking business. And the second thing is that uh, you know that to, be, uh, to grow a successful business, you need to be visible, you need to be known. Um, but uh, how do you get known? How do you approach media? How do you approach publications? Um, creating a database and knowing how to approach journalists is hard. <laughs> so we have taken the hard work from you and we have created our database with more than 700 publications and podcasts that you can reach out to. You have templates, uh, emails, uh, and social media templates on how to reach out to hosts and journalists. They're all divided by different niches. So all you got to do is literally copy and paste, contact the journalist and see your profile grow and influence grow. So if that's something you're in, make sure you check it out. It's our ultimate publicity bundle and you can find the link in the show notes. Now, without further ado, it's time to introduce our guest, our incredible guest for today. He is, let me just give you some information about, about him first. He's the founder and co-founder of World Masterclass, Shock Media Studio, and Shop Live. He built three companies from scratch to million-dollar businesses. Uh, it's been uh, 18 years of experience in digital marketing. Uh, it generated almost um, $1 million in seven days from four product launches online. Uh, and also has been awarded some of the top 30 outstanding young Malaysian awards and 100 most influential young entrepreneurs. And also is an international speaker, trainer, and spoke in over 20 countries and spoke as well on TEDx. Without further ado, Please welcome Vince Tan. Vince, great to see you here. How are you doing today? Hello, buddy. Thank you very much. Today is a good day when I see you. <laughs> Thanks for having me. It's an absolute pleasure. Now, I know we connected through mutual friends, uh, delivered some uh, workshop for the masterclass that you did. I think there were yeah. like 6,000 people. In, the, yep. in that group uh, <laughs> on, on that. So uh, before we're going to talk about entrepreneurship, we are going to talk about business strategies that you find that work. So everyone yeah. stay tuned. I just want to get started first, uh, understanding uh, um, from your perspective, right? Yeah. What is uh, the number one lesson that you got uh, from being an entrepreneur can be a life lesson or can be a business lesson. Just number one. I, I, I think the, the biggest lesson at the moment that I learned about, which is like, uh, which is really, really important to me is that 
I, I, I'm so afraid about time is being so limited. I mean, like, like I start to have that fear of very limited time. And actually that's a good thing. I mean, like, like I, I, I don't know something kicking like for the last few years that I kind of felt that way. And, and, and that little fear of knowing that time is limited kind of kicked me in the ass and just make me continue to move forward faster and faster and faster and kind of make me find a way to do things faster and better than ever before. So, so I am, and, and this is what I've been trying to kind of remind a lot of people about it and hoping yeah. that they will get the same kind of boost. So, so I think if that's one thing that entrepreneurship have taught me is that, that I got to, I got to, you know, spend my time extremely carefully, uh, so that I can, I can make the most out of it. Um, so that, that's really my take, um, especially in these few years. What is one thing that you have done because of this notion of time is running out and yeah, uh, that you would not have done otherwise. One thing that you just did because of that reason. Wow. Uh, that, that's a very good question that you got me thinking a bit, but um, I, I realized that one thing that I did over the last few years because of this is that my calendar, the way I use it really, really differs so majorly different from, from the last 30 years is that um, I, I put in like every single bit of time that I'm going to use it for what purpose, for example, like um, I, I, I have a time for, for my family, for my kids, for my wife, for my in-laws, for my own parents, what day I go dinner with them, what day I go with dinner with my in-laws, what day I have dinner with my uh, wife and stuff like that. Um, I realized that, you know, as an entrepreneur, we always make the mistake of like, yeah, you know, we will do this when we have the time. You know, we will do this when we have the time. And, and you know what? We usually push away the, the, the time that we spend with families. All right. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's a, yeah. it's a mistake that a lot of people don't wish to admit, but I'm pretty sure a lot of entrepreneurs do. Guilty. And, you know, Guilty. So, so when I put that in, right, I realized that I start to have more life than ever before. And you know what's the best part about this? Because this will start to condition the people around me. And, and my parents don't get worked up like suddenly I just appear in front of their doorstep on a random days when I thought that I have the time for it. Um, so they know that every particular day of the week, I will appear with my family and they will just know how to prepare food for, for you know, that, that, that yeah. particular day. So, so they don't get stressed about it. And I don't get stressed about it. I, they, they don't have to call me like, when are you coming back? When are you coming visit me? You know, that kind of thing. So, so it's like, I find that to be so amazing that when, when I did that, uh, I find that I have more life than a lot of people because of that, that, that discipline of putting that into the calendar. You know, uh, some people say that may, may say that, oh my God, that sounds so, so robotic. That sounds so like, so fixated, you mm -hmm, know, mm -hmm. but, but actually I think that it's actually doing good. You know, because if, because if you go with the flow, you end up like, um, okay, now I'm busy this week. I'll visit my parents next week. Next week comes again, then you got to give the same excuse again. So, so, so I think because of time limitation, uh, that, that fear of time is limited. I start to put this into the calendar. Um, and even my to-do list is no longer a to-do list because I think to-do list doesn't work. To-do calendar works. That means I put the task into the calendar itself. Um, and then after that- so, so you can also see if you have time for it or not, because sometimes we can have this to-do list that are infinite and we yes. never have enough time to do it because we just put too much on. Correct, correct. It feels like, actually, I can see where in the calendar I have time for that particular activity. Exactly, exactly. So, so I fit the to-do list into the calendar itself. 
And then, and then one interesting tip for, for all of you listening is that, you know, Google Calendar, when you click on it, right, you will set a one hour uh, schedule for anything yep. that you click on. So switch that to 15 minutes. And then what will happen is that you will start to realize that because if you click and by default it's an hour, a lot of us tend to be lazy to, to change that schedule by, you know, we don't really tweak that schedule like to half an hour or 15 minutes. But if you set it to the lowest common denominator, which is 15 minutes, then you will see that you can have a lot more time um, for a lot of things. So, so I mean, these are just some, it sounds like productivity hack, but this is one big thing that kind of helped me in the last couple of years uh, a lot, actually. And that you would have not done without yeah. the notion of time is limited. Because sometimes uh, the reason why I ask this question, and then now we are going to, to, to get to know you a bit better, um, but uh, we, we, through entrepreneurship, uh, I feel that accelerates time and yeah. accelerates uh, consciousness, accelerates everything. It's almost like a personal development course on steroids uh, when you start your own business and you learn different things and everything that you learn made you makes us think in a different way. And we think in a different way, we act in a different way. And so um, I think it's also important for us to reflect how we, how we acting because uh, by analyzing how we acting, then also with, we analyze how we are thinking by by default and uh, and the like exploring with this question so uh, no, let's no, get to right. let's get to know you a bit more so how was your journey in entrepreneurship <laughs> uh, did you were you born in an entrepreneurial family was it something was common around you was it something that you know you just like the odd one out uh, <laughs> what, what was your journey like Actually, I um, it, it's funny that you asked that question because um, I, I did another interview just yesterday, and when I was thinking back, like the because my my dad is is just a I mean he's he's a mechanic he repair cars, and and before my mom became a housewife she was a beautician so it doesn't spell any entrepreneurial you know spirit in there, and and the fact that my parents are very very typical Asian parents, which in case any one of you just wondering like what the heck is Asian parents, it means that you got to study 247, like just study, 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 study. Do not ever have a girlfriend until you're 60 years old. And you know, do not, do not, do not, do not work while you are studying because you don't lose your focus. You should always study until you complete everything. Then you go and, you know, find a job, you know, and, and get a proper job. That's typical Asian parents, you know, even though my dad before, before, being a mechanic, he was an entrepreneur, but you know, he kind of like got into some issues with, uh, because recession sets in during the time that he was expanding and you know, it's just double whammy and then like things go bust. Um, so that, that kind of like sets him back. And I guess that also kind of tell me to be playing a bit safe to a certain extent. So, so it's not really from that side, but um, I have to give credits to uh, some of the credits to my brother, actually. He's the first that exposed me to this guy by the name Bill Gates. Because mm -hmm. um, 30 over years ago, there's no Elon Musk, there's no Jeff, there's no, no nobody, there's only this one guy, right? And there was one no dude. social media as well. Correct. So so he, he he started to tell me about Bill Gates at a, and when I was like maybe eight years old, nine years old. Mm -hmm. and like you're telling a kid eight, nine years old about Bill Gates, about being a billionaire, being self-made at the age of 30. And then that, and then I end up telling everybody, I want to be a millionaire. I want to be a millionaire. I want to be a millionaire. So even though it sounds like a very naive situation, like, but I, I have to say that that could be one of the first starting point of where things start to happen. 
I'm and, curious. Uh, sorry to interrupt you. How did your brother get into it? So, so he's a he's a software engineer. So he loves computer stuff. So when you are a nerd, right, your your idol is Bill Gates, right? Because he's the richest nerd in the world. Hundred percent, hundred percent. Is the nerds of nerds uh, exactly very rich? Correct. <laughs> right. I like. So 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 that's how I was I was I was exposed to the first biography, which is Bill Gates' biography. You know, uh, business at the speed of thoughts. Um, like for seven, eight, nine years old kid, like exposed to all this. It, I mean, I may be very naive at that point in time. I have no clue when I say I want to be a millionaire. What does that implies? But, but I, I I even printed name cards and give it to people in my school at the age of eight nine years old, and everybody laugh at you. It's like, uh, what what are you trying to do? You know. So I thought printing printing name cards and putting there my name and CEO that means that I am a business person. So I remember doing this kind of funny stuff. Wow. Um. But, but um. But I think because of all these little things, and then my brother just. You know, feeding me with all this information because it was only me and him, and he was seven years older than me. So, so he just whatever he reads, he feeds to me, and and you know, I think that really start to influence me. Uh, and I, and somehow when I was young, I started to try to make my own money, trying to take my magic color pencil and rent it out to the kids in the school and make spare pocket money and stuff like that. So I start to like to make money and spend my own money. I find joy in that freedom, um, and and. And so that kind of like probably trigger why I'm I'm I would think about how to solve a problem when I when I face a problem since young, like you know when I want to get internet access at the year nineteen ninety there was no internet in Malaysia, so I have to call to the US to get internet access from AT and T. So but you know long distance call is expensive, right? So what happened was I created, yeah. so I created a circuit board to trick my local telco so that I can call to the US for free of charge when I was nine years old. Yeah. So <laughs> you created that. Yeah, so 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 I I I did silly stuff like that, you know, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and 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 just for the entertainment of all your audience, right? I I did a lot of crazy stuff in my life. I'm gonna share just two because uh, I'm not sure how far we can push the boundary of today's episode. Okay. Uh, <laughs> like uh, one example of loving making money than doing crazy stuff is that I remember at one point in time I was involved with online gambling, but mm-hmm. in a interesting way. So. What we did was we have a software to track the biggest poker loser in the world. So this this software will crawl the entire internet, every casino, to find out how much money people lose every single day, right? And uh, and then when we found the biggest loser comes online, it will wake us up as a team. We will all go to the same table and flood the entire table with all our players with that one loser, and we'll suck out every single cent from this loser. We are not cheating. We are just playing with the lousiest player in the world. Mm-hmm. You can try to say that will increase our that... odds. So, <laughs> so, 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 so that that's I, the, I feel this... I feel for this poor guy for this poor people. <laughs> They were just like so, they gotta become that, better. So surprisingly, that these these people, right? Yeah. They they lose about half a million to one million a day. I don't know where their money came from. Wow. It's quite crazy. Yep. And um and 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 okay, just one more, just one. More. It, it looks like you got shocked a little bit and seeing my story. I'm just I'm gonna show it. No, but I, I like it because because <laughs> this is what makes it. This is what makes things real, right? It's yeah. all these things that we do that, in one way or another, they prepare us for the businesses that we're running. We will run in the future, even true, if it's true, a completely true. different field. True, true, true. Uh, just 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 one more quick one is uh, which I'm quite proud of, but I was very scared to tell anybody about it many years ago. Um, I was spamming. I was. I crashed the Google server before. 
I actually crashed the Google ser- server before um, okay. because I was spamming the search engine like crazy. So okay. I've got a, I, I, I developed a software together with my students that I used to lecture. I was the youngest lecturer in my university at the age of 20. Um, came out with the software in three months to generate unlimited English content with just a click of a button. So at one point in time, I had 25,000.com. I generated over 5 billion pages of rubbish on the internet. Yep. <laughs> Fully automated. So we were banging in about 20 grand a day. So in, in ads, one, like was that in ads or? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It was the AdSense, you know, the advertisement. But, yeah, but yeah, how, yeah. How, it, how it disrupted Google is because you know something, you know, Google owned this thing called Blogspot. Like last time it's pretty popular, Blogspot, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so so yeah. Google hosts your blogs, right? So we, we had to create a lot of that blogs to kind of link to our website for, you know, I don't get into tech, techie stuff, but basically like SEO, like, you know, get to, ranked to get up back and all link, that. To get backlinks yeah, 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 from correct, different correct. websites. So increase so, so, your so, ranking on the main SEO. Correct. So, so we hired a lot of interns to create the Blogspot account because when you register for Google account, they give you a captcha, right? Like you have to solve that alphabet. You do it manually. You and do it and manually. you couldn't do it automatically last time. There's no technology to do that. So we had like 20 interns and generated about a couple of billions of that, a couple of millions of that account. And we were banging the server so hard that we actually crashed the Google server for a couple of minutes. Um, and 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 I think within twelve hours, like they found everything that we did, and it was all gone. So everything got <laughs> shut down. Man, you should you know in the introduction, in the bullet points, so you should add uh, the man who crashed the Google server. I think <laughs> I think that's uh, that that's impressive. You, you got a point. You I'm, got a point. I, I, I'm curious. What is uh, the um the the biggest, or of course, uh, uh, with the hindsight, we reframe failures as learning experiences, but using the word failure at the time when you had it, what was the biggest business failure that you had? At, at, at a younger age, right, I will say that the, I think I was too unfocused. I was trying to do a lot of business. Um, I, I believe one of the mistakes in my personal opinion was that trying to juggle like 10, 12 business at the same time. Hmm. Um, because I thought by doing more, it's I'm going to get more. But uh, I mean, like, I wish I would have learned this lesson earlier. Um, and this is one common mistake that a lot of people will make because they'll feel that if I can do one, if I can do two, three, four, five, I, I mean, that, was, that sounds really cool, right? But but um, that, that's the greedy mentality. But mm-hmm. the truth is now that I went through it and make the mistakes, I, I honestly feel that it is true that if you focus on one or two business, it's going to be amazing. You know, one to two business is, is fine. You know, it's, it's, yeah. it's makes you so much more than having 10 smaller business. So it was, I, in my personal opinion, I spent like maybe three, four, five years went through that phase. I, I think it's inevitable to be honest with you, but with, like you say, with hindsight, what would I, what would I think about it? I would say that is probably my biggest mistakes. Uh, what I, what I was years. curious as well, what I was curious is that any particular project that went wrong or that put you in a very difficult situation to come out from? I always get that question. And to be honest with you, I always find it very challenging. Mm-hmm. Um, the reason is because I think since young, I was trained very well to deal with this to the point that I, I feel so numb about it. Like right. I, I really don't feel anything about failure. Um, but if there's one point, the f- most difficult part was that um, just about maybe six, seven years ago, where um, 
I I mean that one is like after my wife have delivered triplets and and all that, um, and it's just six seven years ago. Um, I think it come to the point that I was putting so much money into a business up to the point that I'm left with like, I remember I wish I would take the photo because that will make a great slide for my speaking engagement. But I was like, <laughs> dang, I I remember very clearly it was only like hundred over bucks something along that line. Which I don't even dare to tell my wife about it because I take so much risk. That yeah. is stressful. I have no doubt about it. I won't deny it. You know, it is stressful. Um, yeah, that that that's probably the 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 most uh, stressful. How thing. did you? The reason why I asked you this question is because what I really want to know is uh, how did you turn that situation around? How did you come out of it? What did it take? <laughs> I, I just. I just I just go and do sales, <laughs> like like I like, so more I mean, sales, more sales. <laughs> so literally, I just I just like I was like spend that that couple of months like bang on the sales like. So I I remember like every day I would have at least minimum eight appointments, mm-hmm. eight eight to twelve appointments a day, like sales appointment and 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 you know we have to travel from one place to another and I could manage eight to twelve appointments every single day Monday to Saturday. All right, mm-hmm. um, and because I know and that was with your wife everything. just having delivered triplets. On yeah, top of I that. mean that's like probably my kids is when they are about two, three years old. Wow. Yeah, it's it's challenging. the The challenge is the fact that um, I take so much stress. I know what stress involves, but at the same time, knowing that my wife feeling stressful about it, and and you know I don't blame her for it, and then because. Yeah, obviously it's it's very normal for her to feel that way. So yeah. so you know, coming from all angle, it makes it really really challenging. Um, yeah. So, so thank you thank you for sharing, Vince. Because uh, uh, you know sometimes we don't. Uh, I I think that every entrepreneur that created something or even that started, you know, there is an element of risk, but you're not dealing with your own internal pressure. Now, yeah. when you have a family, now you're dealing with the pressure, the external pressure of your parents of your partners, if you have kids, the responsibilities of being a mom or a dad and yeah. what it would mean to give a life to, to give a future for your kids. And what if I screw this up? And there is all this uh, part that um, is, uh, I think, what really forms the character of an entrepreneur. Because once you're able to deal with these kind of situations, then uh, you become much stronger. And yep. uh, like, I remember... Like for us, it was a, a business retreat that went uh, that, that went that went bad, and we lost a lot of money from that day. Like we decided to run this business retreat in Thailand years ago, and we <laughs> put all this money and we booked this awesome villa. We didn't sell enough tickets, barely enough tickets, and so we ended up being like five, six people in this place that could take probably like a hundred people. Wow, <laughs> luxury! We like three chefs they were it was a car crash it was a car crash and it was spent like about two years to pay off the debts that uh, were created by that situation and everything was just coming back just to repay things and so we couldn't even make our little money we we're making we're putting back to repaying that so we're putting back to repaying that um, or there was another situation where we just like we had a, about a twenty thousand pound tax bill, and we just didn't have twenty grand. And I'm like, 
taxes got to be paid. <laughs> yeah. I need a miracle right now. And they're just like selling, 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 selling like crazy. And is the situation that also the necessity of the situation also shows us like the character of people. Some people, they just, you know, give up. We People are no entrepreneurs that kill themselves because they couldn't deal with the pressure. And yeah. entrepreneurs that shut down everything, declare bankruptcy because they couldn't turn the situation around. So uh, thank you for, for, uh, for sharing that part. Um, now, I, I want to say before we move into some strategy that works and a bit of the work that you're doing right now, I yeah. want to flip the question. And looking at what is, in your opinion, because sometimes what is for you it might not be for others. What is for others might not be for you, right? The True. the biggest, biggest, the biggest, the biggest business success, uh, the thing that you're the most proud of that you have achieved so far. Oh, uh, it's 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 gotta be whatever I'm doing right now, which is so so. I mean, I I, I have quite a fair bit of different businesses. All right. And the one that I'm really proud of, to be honest, was was the education business, which is World Masterclass, yeah. which which is actually by accident because I, 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 I was a I was a I was a speaker about 10 years ago together with people like Robert Kiyosaki, Tony Robbins and all that and doing that circuit of trainings and all. So then after that, because of triplets, so I kind of uh, retired from speaking. I think it's where you, you came you came to London actually a few times as well to speak if I if I'm. If I'm not mistaken. Yeah, correct, correct. So I, I used to do that 10 years ago. Then I stopped and then my triplets came that, about. And I remember, and you know what I'm saying? Because I remember that because you were one of the speakers in one of the events that I that I attended when I just started attending seminars. Oh, and so, okay. <laughs> that's wow. why, that's why, yeah. It's been a it while. About 10 years ago, exactly. Yeah. So, so, so then I came back to do speaking is because the, the, the organizer like kind of like keep, keep asking me to speak because... Um, I happen to be probably one of their, their one of their top closers. Um, so so I decided to come back to speaking scene about three years ago um, because the kids have grown up and I thought that I, I really, really enjoy teaching very, very much. In yeah. fact, I even yeah. tell my university like, you know, I'll be happy to go and teach just for the heck of it. That's how much I enjoy teaching. So I came back to speaking and teach. I was teaching, now I teach entrepreneurship and, 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 and the last four years we have created like, I didn't count, but if I were to give an estimate, I think I would have created tens and tens and tens of millionaires from scratch. Mm -hmm. And and to be able to create that many millionaires from scratch over the span of three to four years, I I think that I'm not bad as a teacher. Uh, you're right, and, you're right. <laughs> and, and you know what's the best part about it is that the students end up making me millionaire over and over again. That is the part that I'm super happy to brag, but I don't really want to brag about it. But, you know, I, I kind of like among my private um, network of friends, I said, you know, a lot of people say that, oh yeah, I'm a great teacher. That's that's one level. And then some people say, yeah, I'm a great teacher and I make other people become very successful. That's second level. I like to say that, you know what? Not only I make my student awesome, and I get results. My student is making me millionaires now. That is that is another level, you know. Um, that 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 shows that like what I teach really works, and then like people kind of really get a result. And I invest my money in them. Like I invest millions and millions of dollars in my students. That is another thing that not many teachers I think would do. And 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 I and I and I put my money where my mouth is. That's that's what I'm trying to say. But mm -hmm. the but that's not the best part. So so that has gone on really well for the last four years and. 
and it was amazing. It created a great ecosystem. But I realized that I'm that I love education business so much that I started to invest and cult, uh, and 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 groom uh, trainers and speakers. Mm-hmm. So so the last eighteen to twenty four months, a secret project has been going on. I, I've been grooming about. Um, can't tell you the exact number, but um, but it's quite a fair bit of number. It's it's double digit, not yet go to three digit, and 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 I was I'm able to literally bring speakers and 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 I mean like speakers from those who are really has the heart to serve and they have good stuff and it can really help people. I want to help them to help more people, and I find so much of joy in doing that, and and I, I, it's amazing. Like I have one just I just groomed him to up to the market like last week. This guy can train anyone to speak Mandarin, even if you have never spoken a single word before within one day. Wow. And this guy is not even a Chinese. He's what? An, he is an Indian. A Indian okay, guy. so you have an Indian, you have trained an Indian, and this Indian is teaching people to speak Mandarin, even if they're never speaking a word of Chinese in their lives. In within one day. Within one day. That's insane. Yeah. So, so, so he has something good, but sometimes, you know, trainers and speakers, they are good in what they do, but they may not know how to bring it to the world. So, mm-hmm. so I, I, so last week was his first webinar and, and from the result, it looks like in the first year, it's going to be about 1.4 million in business. And, and, and that's, you, and that's a great success. Like we can, we can see it. And so you mentioned, you mentioned that, you know, you have different levels, exactly. Like a when you're able to get results for your clients or when you're able to get results for yourself, when you're able to get results for your clients that are getting results for others. Um, what do you think is the um, defining factor, if there is one, that, cr- that creates this uh, separation between one category to another? I, I think that, I mean, to be honest, I think there's quite a number of factors. And I believe that strategy do put in do 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 play a very important role. Um, I I I can't give you one. Let me give you two. Okay, let me give okay, you two. Okay, give me two. <laughs> give me two. The top two. The top two. Of course, I, like, is, so like success is never is never one thing or is never two things. There is always correct. a combination. But this, sometimes there are one or two that have the biggest weight. So the two biggest one is that why I'm able to bring like. Uh, the, the this education business and replicate that same success across everybody else is that I uh, number one is that I I accelerated my own experience as fast as possible so that I can then pass this experience to them so so you know we always say about like having mentor is really important in your life this is extremely true because why I my ad spend is about a million a, a month all right mm-hmm. and if any speakers were to even ask them if you ask them to spend like 20 30,000 a month they will feel that that's quite a big deal for them yes so so being able to spend a million a month i'm pretty sure you agree that i see certain things that maybe some people don't right very different uh, you and, have and, completely different data awareness correct. points testing returns mm-hmm. exactly exactly so 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 when i look at them within the first webinar the next webinar i tell them okay less time to throw in like 50,000 a week they'll be like huh what do you mean like I never even spent fifty thousand in a year, and you're telling me you spent fifty thousand in a week. I say, yeah, yeah, don't worry, don't worry, you know. So I, so I always tell them when I invest in them, I borrow them, my brains and my balls. All right. So, so I think. <laughs> <laughs> so, so I think that that plays a very important role. Having having yeah. mentors is a very important step 
in whatever that you're trying to achieve. Like I seriously mean that. Not, not just me being mentor to other people, but I believe in anything that any one of you are doing who is listening right now, having a mentor with that experience that has already been there and done that is so, I sometimes feel so underrated. Like everybody say, yeah, yeah, I heard of that. But seriously, like you got to really, really believe in that. That, that is really true. Number two, I believe culture is extremely important. So, so, so I, I, I tend to instill certain culture into people that I invest and work with. Uh, and one of the culture that have served me very well is the serving culture, the, the, the servant leadership. I, I truly believe in that. And I believe that that has created a very good culture in me and my stakeholders and people that I invest in, and even in my students and even in my customers. I think that has served me so well over the last few years. And I, I would say that this too is my probably my biggest take away from, you know, this whole entire thing. Mentor and culture. And uh, yeah. for you, the biggest part of the culture is the servant leadership. And that's, yeah. uh, and that's how you're able to create something that has a massive ripple effect and, and replicate it. So okay. Now, yeah. let's, let's go, let's talk a bit more. Let's talk uh, in, the, in the final part of the interview, um, uh, strategic, because we, we've covered a lot of mindset, we covered stories. Um, and of course, uh, running a business, you know, um, there are so many strategies that uh, and that's also what I found a lot of people get overwhelmed. So yeah. what am I going to do, right? Like, what strategy am I going to implement? I've learned from this person, they said one thing. I've learned from this person, they said the other thing. I've learned from this person, they said the other thing. What am I going to follow? From your personal perspective and uh, the word that also you're doing with your clients and your own business, um, we can talk about strategies or some uh, or some things that uh, you feel they are a must can be replicated in any business or any industry. Uh, <laughs> okay, you're asking for a silver bullet, right? Um, hey, I, I'll, take, I'll take my shots. <laughs> I got you here right now. So. <laughs> I, I think there's a few, of course, it's not going to be one thing, but I mean, like to, to kind of like streamline it a little bit uh, for the audience, I think there's a few key things that I always look at, right? Uh, number one is to establish a baseline data, uh, data points. That means to say, to understand, um, I mean, on an assumption that you have already validated and you have gone to the market, okay? Um, I, I'm not going to talk about validation, right? I mean that like you can search that on Google, but I think that the, I want to give you, give you and the audience like uh, uh, much more concrete stuff is that yes. establish the, 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 the baseline data. That means to say, to understand where is it currently operating? That means like how much is you are spending on marketing and how much you are making and that kind of stuff, right? First establish that understanding first, right? Uh, and, and, and try to try to optimize that. And then once you have that baseline, like you know that, okay, I'm spending this much, I'm getting this much and all that. And, and in fact, I'm gonna say that, you know, if you don't know how to do business with paid advertising, you have got no business, right? I mean, organic is great. It's a bonus, I'll treat it as a bonus. But again, this is just my opinion, right? I mean, everyone can have their opinion. I personally believe that paid advertising, uh, it's, it's always something that you can scale and control. Okay, even though you can argue with me that, oh yeah, but Facebook can ban you. Yes, I get it, you know? But organic is something that is not so predictable, isn't it? Like if people promote you, then then you're yeah, they, they promote you. But can you consistently get people promote you every single day? I mean, so that's a question mark, right? Yeah. So so establish the baseline with paid advertising. And then after that, number two is to optimize them, right? Um, but one thing that is really serving me well right now, and this is like a golden tip here, okay, is to make sure 
the keyword is this, huh? MCLTV, all right? Maximum okay. customer lifetime value, okay? Mm -hmm. So which means to say you, you will want to total up, right? If someone comes to you and say, I want to buy everything that you got to offer, how much is that total, okay? If it's anything, if it's anything like 10, 20, 30,000, right? Um, make sure that it is at least 100,000. Okay, that, that is the first exercise that you need to do that's going to increase your earnings, right? By at least 20, 30%. Because a lot of people normally take the other route is that, okay, I'm going to go to the market, I got this product, and maybe I got an upsell, or maybe I got three things, that's it, right? right? And then they start to build things along the way. You get what I'm trying to say? So for them, if, if you do the, uh, this method of organic, you know, increasing your product line, by the time you hit a total product line of 100,000, maybe it takes you like, I don't know, four or five years, even if you get there, you know? Yeah. But if you, force, if you force yourself to think about all the things that you can do to increase up to 100,000 today, okay, squeeze your, flex your brain for, for 24 hours and figure that out. And then you, you put that into, and then you see that, okay, I have this 100,000 funnel, okay? Now, next thing is to ask yourself, how long it's gonna take for people to reach from that, 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 that first product to the last product, maybe you might figure like, okay, it takes about three to four years to get there, right? Yeah, with all the yeah. emails, reminders and all that. Then the next thing is, how can I squeeze that down to do it within 12 months? This one simple exercise alone, if you cannot make extra 20, 30% of whatever you're making right now, um, I, I'll, I'll shoot myself in my head, all right? Because that I, is once- I'm gonna do it. <laughs> I was like, I think I, got, I know what I'm going to do after this interview. Um, it is a the, um, no there is a there are two 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 great points here one is around uh, organic versus paid uh, yeah. paid is the is the thing the thing that you can control the most because uh, if you're talking about organic uh, facebook can shut down your organic account it can shut down your facebook group it can shut down the reach that you organically have anyway is not going to yeah. be as high as the reach when you're paying even something small like you don't need to spend a million a month to make paid advertising work. You start where you are, but then you know that you can scale and optimize. And the more you make, the more you reinvest. The more you make, the more you reinvest. Yeah. And the other part is the lifetime value of the customer. Because yeah. if the more you increase the lifetime value, now, you know, it takes time and effort and energy anyway to get that what the first sales from that one person. Yeah. But if you are able now to maximize and extending it and even stretching now, say, okay, how can I get this person to spend 100000 with me? What can I offer them that could be so valuable for them that they will want over this period of time to spend 100000 with me? They might not spend 100000 but I guarantee they're going to spend more than maybe like $5 or, right? yep. or what yep. you had planned before anyway. Exactly, exactly. But that's not the end part here. Okay, so so I mean, I think this this podcast is worth like at least a hundred bucks or five hundred bucks. Okay, it is. <laughs> so it so is. so once you stretch your customer lifetime value, right, the magic is gonna happen is that you will start making more. I I think anyone in a logical mind would think will believe that what I say is true that you will make more. I think I think you would agree as well because once you stretch that right, you will then suddenly first you will realize that wait a minute, I do, I'm able to create something that is worth up to 100,000 and, and make them spend 100,000 if they want to buy everything that I, that I got to offer. That's the first thing that's going to happen. You know, I mean, like if anyone's listening right now and say that, no, I cannot think of it. It's, you're just not stretching your brain enough. That's what I'm trying to say here, okay? So once you do that, you automatically will sell more and will make more. That's, that's for sure. But the magic happens is that once you make more, what happens is 
can you spend more on marketing? Of course, right? 100%. If your cost per lead jump from $20 to $30, are you gonna you gonna shit in your pants anymore? No. Mm-hmm. And it, that means you dare to spend more, right? That means you can acquire more yeah. customers, right? And you don't worry about like, oh, you know, price goes up or down, you know, you're not worried about that anymore. You know, you are in a different level of play field. And that's not the beautiful part about it. Now, one more, all right, to add to the top of the whole entire cream is that because of doing this MCL TV, because you're making more, now what I want you to do is whatever that you used to charge for your front end product, if you're charging uh, $100, $200, $300, $500, give it up for free. Okay. You know what's gonna happen? Because everybody in your market is selling that same product, that, that front end that you're selling, that everybody is charging like let's say five hundred dollars for example. I'm just I'm just throwing sure. a hypothetical here, but you get what I'm trying to say, right? Everybody in your market, your competitor or whatever is you are selling that that stuff for five hundred bucks. That person also selling for, for around four five hundred bucks. You know, like like that, that's the norm, right? Just yeah. like if if like you are in a workshop business, a lot of people in the workshop business, yeah, their front end workshop is how much? I think it's so easy to predict. 300 500 pound 600 pound that for three days it's, it's a yep. it's a standard norm right it's like 297 497 697 that's right it's 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 around there prices yeah so if you offer your your front end for free now your workshop two three days workshop you can do it for free now mm-hmm. tell me how many customers are you going to get yeah uh, uh all, all the other people that they now they can see the option for free and before they were paying for it, I'm like, I'll get it for free. Why should I pay yeah. for it? But then uh, you can uh, have, because you have the life to, you have increased your lifetime value of the customer. Now you can afford to do that. That makes absolute perfect sense. And so uh, I invite, yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Vince. So one last, sorry, sorry. Just one last. But there is one more. I thought you were done there. No, there is one more. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, so, so let me ask you a question now. If you can grieve your front end for free, your, your cost per lead, Will it go up or go down? How much does it cost to convince someone to say, come and take my course, three days workshop, absolutely free. Will it cost you more or cost you less? It will go down. It will go down. Of course. Because now the offer offer is better. Correct. And because of that, and you're going to be able to afford to advertise so much more. And because your conversion is going to go up, your CPR is going to go down. Yeah, that is like, that is amazing. That's game. That's game. Um, so I invite everyone that has been listening to this to think about their business model. Like right now you're thinking, I'm thinking about my business model. You might be thinking about your business model. You're listening. Okay, what can I improve from what, based on what I learned from this interview? Because one of the things that you know at GDEX is all about implementation. You get information, implement it straight away. What is one thing that you can implement from what Vince just shared? So now it, we, are, we, are, we are at the end of this interview, Vince. It has been, uh, yeah. wow, wow. It's been wow. So from your story of entrepreneurship, from the lesson, starting from the calendar tip to the, um, uh, the, the, the funnel part and conversions, uh, the, the way you dealt with pressure and entrepreneurship, there is a, there is a, a lot of ground that we covered today. <laughs> and I agree with you. It's been incredibly valuable. So if someone wants to reach out to you, if someone wants to get in touch, what's the best way? Uh, I mean, they, they can just go to my website, like vincetan.com. That's V-I-N-C-E, 
T-A-N.com, Vinstan.com. That's it. So Vinstan.com, you can see the resources that Vince yeah. has prepared for you. Make sure you check it out straight away uh, while you're here. Stop whatever you're doing. Scroll down in the show notes and then check Vinstan.com. Now, Vince, if we were to wrap up this interview with a final thought, what would be your final thought to wrap up this interview with? My, my, my most favorite quote of them all is, you know, do not downgrade your dreams to match your reality. Upgrade your faith to match your destiny. And just, just to quickly share a little bit, like what does that mean, right? We are all born with a dream. We are all born with ambition. We want to achieve this. We want to achieve that. We are born to be positive from day one as a baby. We fall down, we step up, we fall down, we step up. We don't even afraid of falling down. So, but along the way, people start to forget their dreams. You know, they think that they shouldn't succeed, maybe because of their family, their background, their country, their government, their loved ones, whatever it is, right? So what I'm trying to say, don't downgrade your dreams to match your current reality because you're not a product of your own circumstances. You're a product of your own decision. So upgrade your faith, your personal belief a little bit more, believe in yourself a little bit more to achieve what you meant to achieve in life. And that is what I would love to share with everybody. Ladies and gentlemen, Vince San. Vince, thank you very much for being on the show today. Thanks a lot, buddy. Appreciate it. Thank you, everyone. All right. Uh, thank you for, for being here. Thank you for watching. If you're watching on YouTube, thank you for listening. If you're listening uh, on your favorite podcasting platform, uh, two things. Uh, one, make sure you subscribe so you don't miss any other episode. And two, leave us a review. Reviews are the lifeblood of every show, of our podcast. If you enjoyed this interview, which I'll lead you this up. I'm not saying anything. I had an incredible time. But if you enjoyed just a bit of this interview, let, let us know. Leave us a review and let us know what you think. Having said that, I'll see you next time for another episode of Explode Your Expert Business Show. And until next time, remember that together we grow exponentially. Ciao. Thank you for listening to Explode Your Expert Business Show. If you enjoyed the interview, please subscribe to the show and leave us a review. Every week, we will select a winner from the reviews that we get. So it might be you. Make sure you give us a review. It means the world to us, and that's how we, you can help us grow the show. Also, remember to download the Expert Business Checklist to get the roadmap on how to become an authority in your field. The link is in the show notes, or you can visit gtex.events forward slash expert iPhone checklist. So it's gtex.events forward slash expert iPhone checklist. And as well, finally, if you want to receive daily support in your coaching and speaking business or explore how we can work together, join our private Facebook group, Explode Your Expert Biz. Again, you can find it on Facebook at Explode Your Expert Biz or the link is in the show notes. Thank you very much for listening and until next time, remember that together we grow exponentially.